it was Mother's Day today, and it was an amazing day. It is Mother's Day for us, me and my brother here, because Dad, uh, he texted us and he's like, "What are y'all doing for Mother's Day?" Like that was a question, so we kind of just waited because we're like, "Nigga, just say the thing." I thought, I thought, I thought we were gonna go to dinner. I thought that was my plan the whole time. Turns out he's like, oh, y'all should cook. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. So we're like, cool. That's fine. So he's like, y'all should like, you know, what should we do? So I'm like texting in there. I'm like, yo, me and my brother and my dad got a group chat. So we're like, I was like, yo, you know, what's your favorite dishes? Like seafood, all this other stuff. So we decided on like, a seafood pasta, and I was like, obviously Devon should cook that. She could cook, because I am a, a terrible cook. You want to know how bad of a cook I am? Uh, we went to a restaurant. I won't name this restaurant, but it's, yeah, it's a terrible restaurant. It's where and it's they won. It's, it's where I, it's I at. You, a hint. you said what? I said it's where it's at. Yeah, it's where it's at. That's the name of it, where it's at. So they um they they keep winning for macaroni and I was like I tried their macaroni and I was like mm, I could do better than this and I'm a terrible cook. So this is when I really found out. I uh, got their baked chicken and I tried their baked chicken and I go this tastes like mine. Wow. This is how <laughs> I really am. So needless to say Devon was going to cook this meal. And uh, I'm supposed to make the sides. So I get to my parents' house. This nigga's already making the sides. I was like, I want to thank you, brother. I mean, it, it was just war- it was just warming up broccoli. Like, you know, it was. It was- no, nah, don't, nah, don't do that. No. <laughs> get your flowers. Get your flowers. Yeah, you take, take your flowers. So <laughs> thank you for that. I made the salad, and that's not easy. I'd make a salad literally every day of my life. That is not easy that's the skill Again, that you no, like. I, I i have always commended you on the speed at which you can cook because <laughs> i have never seen anybody else take a steak from frozen to well done in like 10 15 minutes number one like, i mean popped in the microwave defrosted out hot oven 500 degrees done like, I was like, yeah. That was years ago, because I don't make no well-done steaks no more. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, when I saw yeah. it, I was like, dog, like, <laughs> who fast-tracks a steak? Like, I was like, dog, ain't no way this steak going to be done. It's still I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? If you're 17, 18, I knew I had to get the job done. That That's all I had to do. You got you got the job done. Well, I got, I got the job done. Um, <laughs> given that I used to like it well done, my steaks were terrible. They were black and ugly as ever, ever. I stay used them down to my socks. Once again, it's Avery, like a very nice guy. Another one with your In My Humble Opinion podcast. We're back. We're back. Oh, no, it's them again. It's them boys from In My Humble Opinion. Like I said, I'm Avery, like a very nice guy, also known as Avery Zadius. Also here with my brother, Jess Devon, ladies and gentlemen, Jess Devon. Hey, that's me. Yep. And oh <laughs> you okay. can find me. <laughs> as Avery Zadius on Instagram and all socials. Also, you can find me as Vince McBands, that's B-A-N-D-Z, on Instagram and all socials. And you can find my brother, Jess Devon, as D-R Dugla on Instagram, as Jess Devon on Twitter. And you can find both of us at My Humble O, 
and in my humble opinion podcast or really just in my humble opinion on youtube and everything else we want to thank you guys for you know turning us on if you're riding in your car if you're you know taking that run if you're taking a walk if you're working out whatever you decide to do thank you for allowing us to entertain you for this time being and we want to say if you're a mother happy mother's day if you're not you know hey one day you'll get there all right if you want to that's that's your decision but with that being a decision and you having a child anybody having a child that's a change and change can be scary and can be a blessing depending on your perception okay our next guest has changed from an in front of the scenes personality to being an on-screen personality. He's still in front. He's just changed what he's necessarily doing to keep your attention. From rocking shows with packed crowds to packing bass and beats on YouTube, he can literally teach you how to grow your page. He's a rapper, producer, YouTuber, Hollywood floss, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thank you, guys. Oh, AKA Blade Brown. So AKA. Is <laughs> that Blade Brown? <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. I'm gonna commend you on this. I had no idea how you were gonna jump from Mother's Day to that intro. Hey, Press. No I had no clue. He was like, yo, people that ain't mothers. It might be a change, and I was like, "Where?" I said, "Where are we going from here?" <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know how we're gonna get out of this one. That was a good segue. That was a good segue. Floss, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we get started, um, uh, just to spill the beans, uh, these two niggas is friends in real life. <laughs> friends. We're not just friends. We're co-workers. We're friends. Yeah, we're co-workers too. But no, 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 no. This is one thing that I just saw. I go, what is that in the corner? Oh, I get it. Those are Funko. Those are, oh, yeah, those yeah. are Funko Pops. I was about to ask him which oh, yeah, one you yeah. got. Oh yeah, I got that one. I got that one. That's I only get, I only get, I only get villains. I, <laughs> I, I, I only, I only get the black nice one. Guy. You only get black ones. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> Uh, the comic book shop I go to because I got a box there. I know they know I'm racist because it's yeah. only black comics and black Funko Pops. <laughs> like a black comic pop out, I'd be like, "Yo, put it in my box." If a comic get too white, I'd be like, "Nah, take that out." Like I, I ain't here. I ain't here for no white superheroes. All I'm saying is, I'm sorry. I grew up on them. I've seen enough of them. So I was like, it was like, you want to put the new Spider-Man in the box? I was like, nah. Then Miles Morales came around. I'm like, hey, man, put them Spider-Mans in the box. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we here. here. I got Zemo coming. I got Baron Zemo coming soon. So I only get villains. So oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got you to gotta keep up with the Why Why villains? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm such a nice guy. I figured I need, it's like a balance. So. Oh, okay. Okay. You're, you're so, you know, that's how I live through the villains. Your, your toys, your, villains. Your, your toys broadcast <laughs> the danger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, what'd you do for, what'd you do for uh, uh, Mother's, I was going to say Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. Man, we were just, I was just shooting out texts, man. My, my parents get grumpy when we celebrate holidays. My parents are weird. God, you know, God bless them. They did a wonderful job with me and my sister, but if if we give them any, if we show any kind of like gift or anything, they kind of like, no, nah, man, they turn into a villain. So it's just like, hey, <laughs> text, give us a hug and peace out. It's like, you can't show no love in the family. Are y'all, are y'all Jehovah's Witnesses? No, not, not at all. <laughs> I was like, I was like, 
<laughs> not at all. They just don't like, hey man, I'm thinking about getting you a gift. Man, you bet not. Like it's it's a war. Like it's seriously like you cannot give people a gift in the family. So it's oh, weird. Right. It's very weird. Now, now I, I'll take gifts, but my parents they don't they don't take gifts like that. <laughs> our, our, our mom takes gifts. Our dad is an anti-gift, but he is very much like your gift really wasn't that good. So yeah. like you he'll he, do it, that. Like, like it's like, oh, you got me a tie that I'm not gonna wear. That's cool. Thank you. Exactly. You like oh, more socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used to do the thing where he just like put it to the side, but now he just be like, ah, like gift receipt. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. You gotta All right. School. He's he's like oh. Julius off the Chris Rock show. You gotta knock out a bill. You gotta yeah, you gotta do something. Yeah, exactly. Knock out a bill. I'm gonna tell you though. I, you know, I realize it's because he's very particular about his clothes, and that was more. Right, our, our dad came downstairs in the crispest, whitest, yeah. like short <laughs> and shirt set. And I tell people this all the time. Like we were, we were at a Juneteenth picnic one time. I think my dad, he's a lawyer, but he was supposed to be uh, like on a laundromat. Like, I think that was his calling. Yeah, he and missed his calling. He popped out, and this was in the 2000s. I don't know if it was five, six, seven, eight. It really don't matter. Just know it was in the 2000s. He went into his car when we got up to the little Juneteenth picnic and popped out a shirt and popped it out a plastic bag. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my man bought like a Juneteenth shirt. And it said Juneteenth, 1983, like oh, wow. across it. And I was like, my man bought like a throwback Juneteenth shirt. And he was like, no, this is this is from 1983. But when I tell you it was the white, like it looked like he it just white. bought it. I was like, no, I don't. I said, I don't know how you did that or why you even kept up with that. No but I, I think you make an excellent uh, laundromat owner. I don't know what you call hey, it. Keep, keep in mind, I was born in 1984. This man has kept up with this shirt <laughs> since before I was born. Before he was born. He's taking before better care born. of this shirt than he took care of me. Hey. No. <laughs> no. That's no. just our, that, our parent generation. They just, they, they, they built like that. They weird. Yeah, they weird. Yeah, like yeah, super weird. But I, I could use some, uh, yo, let's not exchange gifts type thing. I, you know, I, I kind of like that energy. Like it's like, yo, just stay. I'm home. telling you, man, you bet, you bet not get a gift for Christmas. They gonna look at you like you stole out of their like out they bank account. Like it's, it's. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I'm not mad at it. It saves some money. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. You get to you get to save money. Maybe they're like, oh, I want, I want to see my sun shining. I want my kid to shine. Like you ain't got to spend that little bread on me. You ain't got to do that. I'm not gonna knock for that. So, uh, Floss, we had you out here. Like we have had you on the show before. You've been on here with Hash. You've been on here with uh, Kid the Great. Kid the Great. You know what I'm saying? Uh, We you made a shift over the last say year. Uh, I guess. Two to three years, yeah. I guess two, two to three, three years. years. A year and a half, two years, three years. Uh, you've shifted from rapping over into production. Like, were you always in the production before? I was. That's how I started. Like, I I was interested in making beats, or but I had to to be around kid and the people growing up. You had to do something, and it was a way to hang. All of my cousins rapped. They was all started from the get go. 
me, I was kind of just hesitant. And I mean, with my dad going thing, uh, I'm not really, I'm not, I love music, but I'm just not good at it like that. So I just, to hang around them, I picked it up. And I always wanted to be behind the scenes. I was never supposed to rap in the, in the first place. Uh, you know what, uh, and, and let's talk about that, because you were kind of, I'm not going to say you were the forefront, but you were definitely one of the more social outgoing members of THEM. People knew right, you. Right, right. People know you in Hollywood Floss. So, exactly. But you never really wanted to be the rapper. How, how did that even never. happen? It was just, I, I, once again, to hang around them, they was like, hey, man, you got to do something. And then when you hang around people, you start to, it, it rubs off on you. Or it looked like fun. I was just doing it to hang around my older cousin. I didn't. I never wanted to do it. It was just, okay, well, you're going to do something. Oh, well, let's see how you sound on the mic. And then it goes from there to, okay, let me show you how to write. And then it goes, from, okay, do it on your own. So it was just a it was just a way to hang around my older cousins. I was always the pipsqueak, you know, little flaws, little Bruce. I was just the pipsqueak. So it was like, hey, man, you're going to do something. You got to do something. So that's how it started. So you got you got no no plans on getting back. Did you retire for real, or did you retire like Jay Z? I'm not gonna say I retire. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always you no. Know, if Jay Z calls, hey man, I think you should be rapping again. You know, you got you got to pick up the microphone. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know, I, I, mean, I just it's the passion is with producing and helping people behind the scenes. So if, if Kid was like, I'm about to put out an album, but I want you to be on it. You would say first I'm gonna ask, are you really gonna put it out? <laughs> <laughs> and then secondly, I'm gonna ask, where's all the other verses that never got put out? Then all right, I'll make something new. Yeah. Okay, okay. So <laughs> you you make this transition into uh just straight production. I guess production. what made you decide, like, all right, you know what I want to do? And it's not just production, I mean you made a channel where you're actually teaching people how to produce. So initially right. What just said, you know what, I want to, I want to do production. That's, that's pretty much all I want to do right now. The first thing when I was seeing, when they were first signed to a local label, all my cousins, we couldn't get like, there was them and then it was like four other acts, but they were the, they were treated the worst on the label. Not necessarily just bad, but just always, we couldn't get to the studio. We couldn't get to production done. It was always, we was on the, on the, uh, the back end. And then so I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to just get a laptop and I'm going to learn how to record myself and I'm going to record y'all. And then it went from, okay, let me see how I can make beats. And this was like 2006, but I never took it serious. So this time around, I when I learned from, I learned from Hash or Jedi Master, I learned from other people. I took it serious this time, but I had always been, I always knew how to do it. I just wasn't taking it serious because the rapping was in the forefront. So it was just like, man, I, ain't, I, I can always get beats from Chris Rockaway, from Jedi but I only started to learn how to engineer and make beats because I saw that my cousins were on the back end. So I was like, well, let me help us out and get our own equipment. So that's how, that's kind of the gap that it fills in from rapping to production. And then when you just start, I mean, your goal almost instantly when you started posting and making the channel was, it's like, you're also teaching how to create beats and, and, right. and teaching all these intricacies on YouTube what made you lean towards that direction it was like okay i was posting a beat a day it, and, and we'll get into this later on how you how you want to grow your youtube but you can't just you, you have to be consistent so i was posting a beat a day but a beat is only three minutes and for youtube if you don't know you need a thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours the thousand subscribers is not hard 
if you're, you know, if you're networking, you're on social media, hey, you follow me, I'll follow you. It's not hard. But the 4,000 watch hours, that's what's hard. And if you, you know, get 20 people to listen to your beat, they're only going to listen to it for like 20 seconds. So you're never going to reach your watch hours. So I said, well, you know what? Let me take them behind the scenes. Everybody likes behind the scenes footage. So let me show you behind the scenes to show you how we make a track or how you can make a tiger type of track, how you can make a Griselda type of track. And that is what people are interested in. So I took it, okay, I'm gonna show you how to make a track. Now I'm gonna break down how you can make a track even if you don't have any music theory. So it just, it's just, it's always steps to how, how you do it. And when you're on YouTube, the goal of YouTube is to stay on YouTube. They don't want you to go to Twitter. They don't want you to go to a website. They want everybody on YouTube because that's how they get your, that's how they get their money. So a behind the scenes footage, eight to 10 minutes, they'll look at someone will look at that instead of 20 seconds, they'll look at that for like three to four minutes. And that's how your watch time starts to grow. But we'll talk about watch time as we go on. But that's exactly how you want to go from teach uh, just posting your music to actually teaching you how to make music. Oh. And then the other thing too about that too is like, is is it solely on YouTube? Because there are beat at like, what, what is Beat Stars? Uh, beat yeah. Stars is a website, uh, a, sell, um, a selling marketplace for producers and rappers. So it takes out the middleman and the rappers can go straight to the website and pick a beat. So they can type in, oh, I want a, uh, a Dale type of beat. And there's someone on there who specializes in just Adele type beats. So it, it basically is great if you have like 11 tracks and you need one more track and you're like, man, I need like a sad emotional track. You can go to Beatstars, type in sad emotional and see all the sad emotional beats and then put that on your album. And it's also where Little Nas X got uh, Old Town Country Road. He got it from Beatstars. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he bought it for $30, just a lease. And when it picked up traction, he had to go back and negotiate a contract to get the full exclusive. He got it from BeatStars. So when you talk about like, uh, and like you said, it was just a lease. Like, uh, talk about that. So you can lease out beats, you can buy beats right. outright. Uh, this is all on BeatStars. What's the big difference between the two? Okay, so a lease, I, me, you, if we all decide to, let's say we all start beefing with each other, we all ops. Me, you, we all just hate each other. Well, you can go buy a lease of a track and then, okay, okay, you can buy it for $20, MP3, Wave, maybe $50 because of higher quality. You can buy the same track and diss me on it. Then I can buy it and diss you two on it. It's a lease. It keeps on going. As many people can buy it as possible. There is no, no stopping. You just keep on buying the lease over and over. No one owns it outright except for the producer. And then you have exclusive where only one person can buy it. But, of course, it costs more money. It maybe costs yeah. like $500 to $1,000. He bought one, that Old Town Country Road beat, not only was it a sample, he bought it, but people had already bought that beat, for, beat before, but no one had made it a hit. He just happened to lease it, make it a hit, and then he went back and bought the exclusive license. Ah, uh, and so, like, what happens with that? I mean, for the people that bought it before, I mean, Old oh, they, Town Road was out there with a bunch of people doing it, and right. Little Nas X gets popular with it. What happens with the other people that have already leased out? They, they get to keep whatever they made because they have the contract to say they bought it on this date, right? Mm -hmm. But they can no longer copyright claim it. They can no longer um, resell it or anything like that. They oh, just okay. have to just, they can only stream it. And then ah. it, lim it limits the amount of streams, they can, the amount of profit they can get off their streams. But all of the production credit goes to the, the, the producer. 
now when it's exclusively sold, Old Town Road is half and half. Now from, from that date that it got exclusively sold, it's publishing half and half between Little Nas X or whoever bought it and the producer. Mm. You know but everybody we- everybody before that, they, they got lucky, you know, but they don't they don't get any real money off of it. Now how much I, I mean you were saying like a lease could be like twenty, thirty dollars. That's MP3, that's the lowest quality. Yeah. Wave is a little bit better quality, so that can be 50. Then you have um trackouts, which you get all the stems so you can mix your beat a little better. That's like a hundred to hundred and fifty, and then you can get unlimited trackout, which is like two hundred to three hundred, and then you got exclusive, which is that can be whatever you negotiate your exclusive yeah. for, but you get your publishing as well. But theoretically, Lil Nas X could have bought this beat for like 50 bucks, lease the beat for $50, and then it becomes a hit and starts selling, and then he's got to renegotiate. I don't know how much money he made off of Old Town Road. but he I made, he's, he's made, I think it went diamond. Give or take, if his paperwork is in order and he wasn't signed to too many people, he's made anywhere from two to three million off of it. Off of a least beat. Off of a least beat. $30? Off of, but he had to go back. See, when he went, went to go buy it again, he had to pay up yeah, because he, had to renegotiate. he believed in himself. Break so he bread. had to go break off the producer, maybe 10000 where if he would have just brought it up, up front, it might have been $500. Yeah. And the producer got back in publishing. So the producer might have made a million dollars, and he might have made two to $3 million for the label. Still. It all started from $30. $30. So you ain't got to go out to the club every night. Take your $30, invest in yourself, and buy a beat from Hollywood Floss. And make, and, and, but make some Christian shoes. Don't make no anarchy shoes. Don't make no anarchy <laughs> <laughs> shoes or something. <laughs> he out here wilding, but it's all, it's all good. Hey, man. The wild part about that is he'd have been fine if they wasn't Nikes. Exactly. Like, that, that was what, like, like he was like, oh, wait, wait a minute now. What are we doing? <laughs> I, I say, yo, like, yo. What? We can't have you make Satan shoes. Now, you know, these enslaved children that have our, our shoes made, we're not right. going to talk about that. I don't even feel like, I don't, you know, everybody's I don't, mad at the, at the Satan shoes, though. I, I don't <laughs> okay. even feel like it was like, we can't, you can't make Satan shoes. It's like, you can't make Satan shoes without telling us first. Like, if we, <laughs> we had been here at the ground floor, like, why didn't you tell us you was doing this video and everything? We'd have been cool. Cause you, you, you snuck know, behind our back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty much all it is. That was a wild video. Uh, that was that was a lot going on. And all the videos it, are wild nowadays. I saw the baby. That <laughs> the baby been in some wild. Now, everybody's in some. I don't know what it is. It's like the uh, people that used to do pen and pixel covers for uh, <laughs> No Limit. No Limit, yeah. Have moved into the video world and they're like, yo, we can do anything. Like, you, you really can. You're trying to get attention. You know, yeah, throw yeah. Baby. that throw baby video is wild. Wild. That's wild. A, it's just a wild video. Cause I was like, like he's skiing. He's skiing down this. Like, I was like, are y'all, are y'all really he's skiing on? Exactly. Nobody skiing on throw. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Doug. I'm like, this really? Okay. But that, okay. but you got to understand, like the thumbnail. That's what. That's a big part of YouTube as well. The thumbnail is what grabs people in, and a lot of people go viral just off the thumbnail. Like you see somebody, oh, he's sniffing crack, or oh, he's skiing down something, just by the picture and the thumbnail. Let me watch. And YouTube 
this algorithm is set up where if people click on it, you're going to get suggested. The more people click on your videos, you get suggested to other people. It's a it's a wild ag- algorithm, and it but I mean it works for them, and that's how and, people go viral. And that's also why we want it because you know if you go to your page and you scroll all the way back down to the bottom video, mm-hmm. it'd be like there are videos from like seven years ago. There are videos from seven years ago where you were still rapping. So it's right. like, oh, you got old videos. Then like two years ago, there will be like a oh this style beat and it might have 11 views or it might have a hundred views or something like that. And then gradually, as you get up to today, you got videos with 2000 views, 300 views, 3000 views, 4000 views, 500 views. Like it's just varying. So when you were going about, I mean, one, before we even get into that, what was the first beat that you put up? That you were like, oh, th- like this actually got some kind of reaction. Oh, um, a, a Slim Thug, Sauce Walker type of beat. Mm. Okay, okay. That was the first one that was like, hmm, maybe I should take this serious. Oh, a Slim Thug, okay. a Slim Thug Sauce Walker. It was around the time um, Too Legit to Quit came out. Too Legit to Quit it, uh, where Too Sauce Walker came out. So I made a, a beat like that. So this might have been 16, 17, but I wasn't taking it serious. And then two years or in 2019, when I started taking it serious, I was like, dang, this beat, I didn't even record. I had stopped, you know, looking at it. This beat had like 4,000 views. I'm like, well, how did it have so many views? So let me try to duplicate that again. Of course, yeah. when you try to duplicate it, it doesn't work unless you're consistent. So now it, everyone's moved on from Sauce Walker type of beats to the baby type of beats or Gunner type of beats, whatever is new at the time. Yeah. Now, is that what 4,000 is that, that seeing that 4,000 is that what made you? start to take making beats online more serious? Yeah, 100%, because I didn't I didn't know it was that many views. I When I logged back in and saw that, I had forgot about that. When I logged <laughs> back in and saw that, I was like, oh, shit. okay, the beat was trash anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I could do this again. <laughs> I could do this again. I could, I could duplicate this. Uh, because at a, certain, at a certain point, you just said like, yo, I am going to post a beat every day. Every day I'm gonna make a beat and post it, whether it's trash or I feel good about it. Every day, and the science behind that is, I sold a beat. I sold a beat last night, and um, it's no way this beat should have sold. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Ain't, ain't no way this beat should have sold to anybody that's sane. It's like, no it, way this beat should have sold. And it was somebody from, shout out to Idaho, because somebody in Idaho bought this beat. So I don't know if they rapping like Tech 9 on this beat, or <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with this it beat. It could be. You never know. Like, Whatever. Like I'm not mad. Shout out to you. But I noticed that the beats that you think are not going to sell or the beats that you think are incredible, nobody likes. I Look at, let me get close. Nobody likes. <laughs> I understand. That you, you know, and the beats that you think are horrible, they sell like hotcakes. And I don't know what it is about it. I can't figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, you're Pharrell or Dr. Dre, because nobody else can figure this out. Or, so, or, or your Swiss beats. <laughs> don't do Swiss like that. I am going to do Swiss beats like that, because I'm telling, I, I have gone man. back. DMX, rest in peace. He passed away. I'm going rest back. I'm peace. listening. I've been listening to so much old DMX that Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube are suggesting yep. a lot of them Rough Riders compilations. 
And sure. remember the World War song? Like, yeah. World War Die. Three. Yeah. It's classic, though. Die. Die. <laughs> <laughs> think right now. You weren't the first one that said they was going to make a beat every day and put it out whether it was trash or not. <laughs> Swiss said, hey, dog, I don't care what y'all say. Uh, the beast will party up. Put, put Scarface on it. I don't care. Like, let it, somebody going to listen to it. All so, I'm saying is the, the beats are party up, though. I've always been like, what was that? There's a few studio sessions I wish I could fight everybody in. How, how, do, how, do, you, like. how do you get DMX on party up? How did that, that that, That's what I want to know. Like, no, you know, I know, I know, I know exactly how. Because I've seen too many documentaries. <laughs> no. I've seen too many documentary videos. Right. I mean, we I, know. We it know. Is my, it is my pure and honest belief that it's like, like, it's something about Pharrell, Swiss Beats, and honestly, RZA. Timberland, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Timberland. If they play music in front of you, they believe in it so much that you start to believe in it too. Like I'm like, if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know, and like Pharrell, I'll give a, I'll give Pharrell a pass. Like I give the Neptunes a pass because they have created so many weird beats that yeah, have been successful. good, right? Like you Plus, know, like the first time you play grinding, have the of course, people gonna like that. Like people yeah. like grinding, but it's an odd beat. There are some beats that they have put out where you're like, are you sure? But you know Pharrell was dancing like, oh, he's bobbing. I know Swiss be dancing his ass off anytime. And and, and you know what? It's the big speakers. The big speakers make everything sound good. Yeah, like money cash shows. I'd have been like, get the <laughs> Who, whose man's is this for bringing us in here? I'm, I'm positive when DMX heard Party Up on the radio the first time, I think he flicked it off because he didn't know it was him. He, da, 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 da. I was like, oh, what is that? He goes, that's you, dog. He's like, oh, what? We rap on this? Biggest hit of his career. Yeah. DMX, double platinum and one year off of two albums. Yeah. It's DMX. Biggest album on a biggest song of his career on the on the album that showed the decline, and I'm saying like yeah. yo, because you never know you never know what people are gonna gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Like and, and that goes back to my point. Like like I'm telling you, I, I'm you guys know me behind the scenes. You know I'm, I'm honest about you know myself or my abilities or whatever. No, it's, I shouldn't have sold that beat last night, but <laughs> dude. He paid for it. He, then he got like a mid-tier level. He didn't just get the MP3. He bought like a mid-tier. He wants the the some of the rights to it and all of this. So I'm like, okay, but whatever. And the mind state you have to have is you have to be confident, of course, and then you have to do it every day, or at least every other day to show to make a dent in you know your profession. So I just took it serious. I was like, look, I, I even got a video footage on my phone where I said, hey, Bruce, you always start and stop stuff do this for a year, come back, watch this video and see the progress you've made. And the progress was night and day. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. Cause as people that have a YouTube channel and our YouTube channel is different, uh, we, we brought you on cause we need tips. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we get like, people will listen to us on anchor and those stream that stream will go up. Then that'll dip off and then they'll come over to YouTube and then that'll go up. Then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're watching us on Instagram. That goes up, then that dips down. Like it always shifts. 
But in terms of keeping with YouTube, what are like different tips and things like that you could suggest to be like, yo, this will help you get your YouTube count up. The first two things that I tell people, um, if they want to do consult consultation or whatever, I said two things, your thumbnail and you have to have like a catchphrase. So you listen to the interview that you guys are doing and then you pick, uh, oh, Blade Brown is now a producer. And then like, okay, so now you're, you're getting the audience to look at it. Wait, hold on, what are you talking about? Blade Brown is now a producer. You're talking about the dude from Class Act? He is now a producer? So it's always about the, the thumbnail because we are visual people. So we gotta, you gotta have a, a nice thumbnail. It has to be clean, but something that makes, that interests you, that you would wanna click on like a movie trailer. And then your, um, your title has to be kind of like clickbait, but good clickbait. You don't want to say Donald Trump is, you know, you want to have some good clickbait that relates to what we talked about. So you're going to dissect what we talk about or anybody you interviewed um, in the next couple of weeks. And then you're going to take it and you're going to make good clickbait with what they're using. And that's the first two steps where even if the interview is trash or whatever, you have a good thumbnail where people can click on visually and then you have clickbait so they're interested because people we're, we're dramatic people we like gossip so that's that's what rules youtube that is true that makes so much sense you know how many trash interviews i've watched for 30 seconds at the <laughs> end to where that thumbnail was yeah. like such and such wrote songs for eminem and i watched the whole thing and then in the end it was like yeah so when he was seven, he recorded a song and I wrote exactly. it. You're like, you know what? <laughs> That's what you got to do. It makes me mad. Yeah. I really be clicking on it like, oh, man, I watched this whole thing to find out this one little clip. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and those are those are the beginning steps. And then you have little steps where they talk about um, us as visual people, our transition. So when you're when you're doing behind the scenes footage, you don't even notice this, but you look more when people do more cuts. You know how they cut yes. angle? You you it, it holds your attention more. I don't know if it's because it's like a movie or what. I don't know it the cuts, science, yeah. but the more cuts and then you see a different angle, we look more because we think something else is gonna happen. So those little things I would have never known until I got into the YouTube world. Ah. It's just little that. things like that that no one picks up on until you then you game like, dang, you're right about that. Okay, Man. when something it's cut and sliced up. I do pay attention more. If we had a Patreon, this would be on Patreon. This episode. <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. <laughs> this is the extra stuff up. they tell you. It's called uh, it's called retention time. And the more retention the more stuff you do, you get that retention. Hey, you know time. what? You you said you were alluding to it earlier. Let's talk about the timing uh, okay. when it comes to YouTube videos. And let's talk. Let's. So you're gonna get talked about. And it got a big nose, lips, small lips, whatever. Everybody has something wrong with them. So you got to get over that fear. Then people want to be, people want to skip from step zero to Pharrell overnight or step zero to Obama. Like they just want to skip everything and they don't see effect. Remember he did everything every Sunday. Oh, that's he was right. Training you. He was training you without you being trained. Then if you're going to, if you want to do it every month, okay, but make sure you do it every month at on Sunday at 12 o'clock, whatever routine you want, whatever's comfortable for you, that's what you got to do. And you got to keep on doing it. So that's what they know you for. Now, when it comes to YouTube, they don't want to, they want people to stay on YouTube. So the longer your video, the better. They're going to start pushing you more if you're consistent and it's long and it's, and it looks of a certain quality. For me, I had to get out of that. Okay. I'm putting up these beats. It's three minutes. I'm never going to make that time because 4,000 watch hours, that's a lot of time. 
I don't know if nope, I don't know if anybody's ever done the math. It's a lot of time. So you're not gonna do it doing three minute beats unless one of those goes viral. Well, you're not gonna go viral unless you stick to one artist. So you gotta stick to it. If you're gonna do Drake, you gotta do Drake every day. Um, certified lover boy Drake every day, or um so far gone Drake every day. You gotta do one artist, one big artist every day. Future, Travis Scott, whoever you want every day, and it has to be some dope beats. Then you have to make sure that, okay, if you do go viral, you keep feeding it. Now, if you don't go viral, that's no fun. Just show them how, show them a vlog behind, behind the scenes. Everybody likes vlogs. And that's how I transitioned. And my watch time started going up because I was consistent with what I was doing. And then I said, hey, I'm going to do Dom Kennedy. That was my artist that I started with, Dom Kennedy. Mm. I said, hey, let me make a Dom Kennedy type beat. Hey, let me make a West Coast Dom Kennedy type beat. Hey, let me make a smooth Dom Kennedy type beat. And just kept on going with Dom Kennedy and people started paying attention to it. Then I was like, okay, well, let me show the breakdown of the beat. But what you want is, if you're going to do behind the scenes footage, you want to do eight minutes at least. So you want to, you, for some reason, YouTube won't pay you or we, unless it's eight minutes. You can't put ads on there, I should say. And uh, ads is how you get paid. So you I can't mean, put ads sense. on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it like, used to be 10 minutes and then yeah. they changed it to eight minutes. Okay, okay. So you can't get, you can't get paid unless it's an eight minute ad. So I make sure all my behind the scenes footage videos are at least eight minutes, whether, I, whether it's fluff or whatever the case may be. Hey, go buy merchandise or hey, whatever it is, eight minutes. So it's just different steps what you gotta do to get to the to, to get to where you want to go with YouTube. Now and then when we're talking about like the YouTube, like how does YouTube pay out? Okay, so some people know, some people don't. And then you see you'll see people that are like famous, famous on YouTube, like, oh, I make a million dollars on YouTube, but I'm like, they also have 20 million views. 20 million followers. Like yeah. that, that, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, so, so how does it work out just for our like everyday people that are trying to build up their channel? So when you get your thousand hours, I mean, a thousand subscribers, four thousand watch hours, then they're going to say, hey, you have reached your goal. Would you like to be a partner with us? And of course, you go, yeah, I want to be a partner. They want your bank account. You fill out your tax information. And then it takes like two weeks for them to uh, accept you. And then once they accept you, you're part of the program. You go back to all of your videos from the beginning and you place ads on them and you can pick where you place ads at. Okay. And then from there you will accumulate. So the first day I got it, I got like 23 cents. I was like, yes, so 23 cents. I'm, I'm, I'm in there. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, of course I can see how a YouTuber who has a million views, they get, they're probably getting paid 30,000 to 60,000 a month, like off really? of that. Okay. I mean, I can see it because I mean, I'm nowhere near that. And I can, I, I make some good, I make some good income um, off of it. And I'm just starting, I'm just starting to get monetized. So with that, I'm like, man, this could be something. You just have to keep on feeding it content. Content is king with YouTube. The more you put out, the more you're going to get back because somebody is, it's a, it's a big search engine. That's all YouTube is, is a search engine. So we go there. I, if I don't, if I don't know how to fix a, a washer and dryer, I'm going to go to YouTube before I even call the, the manufacturer. That's true. It's a search engine. So I, think I about have to admit, it. I, I <laughs> went to school for cybersecurity and I've learned more from YouTube. Exactly. Than I went to, and I went to Rice. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that, and and I, and when you start putting it, you're like, man, that, that does make sense. So with you guys, you guys have an hour show. 
people, you're gonna, your watch time is gonna be through the roof. People are gonna watch it for like 15 minutes. So you're gonna, you're gonna get your hours faster when it starts snowballing faster than someone who started for two years. You'll be able to do yours in six to eight months once you guys get fully serious and fully aware. Not that you're not already serious, but you know what yeah. I mean? When it starts yeah. rolling, you guys gonna make your, it's gonna be like that. And then when the money comes in, it's gonna be even more money because people are staying on your channel longer because you have an hour each week to show them Plus they're watching 15 to 30 minutes of an hour where with someone like me or someone else that just does beats, they're only doing 30 seconds or three minutes. YouTube pays out every 21st of the month. So you only get paid once a month for all 30 days. And if you meet the threshold is $100. So if you get $100, they're going to pay you that $100 on the 21st. You don't get that $100, it's going to roll over until you get that $100. Ah, okay. okay. So... I'm pretty, I'm not, not not speaking on Donnie. I mean, I went to high school with Donnie Houston, but I see that he has maybe like 20,000 subscribers and he has people like zero and he he has an hour long show. I'm assuming he's, he's he has his, his monetization. I'm assuming he's collecting $300 or, or $100 days. He's got like 3,000 on average. He has 3,000 views on average. Yeah. Yeah. So his 3,000 views a day times your, he's probably, they're probably sitting there for 15 to 20 minutes. Ads can run. Some good money. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. And is that why you also, because I said I noticed all (laughs) the tutorials, it's not just, hey, uh, YNF Lucci type beat. It's also, let me show you how to use this output or let me show you how to use this particular program like how do you pick your programs are these people reaching out to you are you is your goal to get these companies to reach out to you in terms of uh picking out programs and things like that or you know are you just just like yo this is just what i use no i mean all of the above so when you're starting off no one wants to no one wants no one cares i mean your channel is 200 people no one no one cares, but it's, it's something about getting monetized. And then all of a sudden people care. It's, it's a weird, or the rich get richer, right? So I've, I've had it where these are products that I use and I swear by them. And then I've had companies, not, not anybody big, but small companies reach out and say, hey, we love the video. And I'm like, you do? I just, <laughs> I'm like just rambling on. Like this is, you know, you do? Yeah, we really do. We want to sponsor you. We'll give you the product for free. We'll give you a license to use it for a year. And we just want you to talk about it, good or bad. Now, in some contracts, you can't talk bad about the person. They say, hey, we'll give it to you free, but you can't talk bad. You just got to find all the good points. I've had that happen. Really? Really? Yeah. It's like, they say, hey, we'll let you use our product for free, but you can't talk bad about us. And those are kind of weird because like, man, I want to be true to my audience. But then this this product is like seven hundred dollars. Let me go on home. Let me. Let's with the positive. That's what your biggest company that had, that has reached out to me is pretty good. It's called a producer R and B, and he was up front. He was like, "Hey, we like what you're doing. We're gonna give you this and lifetime updates, um, but give us your honest feedback." And he, they allowed me to be me. I could go in and say, "Hey, you need to change this to get more sales, and you need to do this." And from that, you get. Um, Ad revenue, you get ad revenue, but you also get um, what's it called? Um, uh, affiliate links. So you're able, I put their link and I have a special code. You use my code, then I will get a percentage of that. So that's another mm-hmm. way to get paid on YouTube affiliate links. So you guys, my humble opinion, y'all might do, I know you've seen the, 
the um, the ads for Manscaped. Let's say Manscaped mm-hmm. wants to be with you guys. They would pay yeah. you the upfront $500 plus free Manscaped supplies, or they would say, hey, we'll just give you affiliate links. So anybody who clicks this link, the My Humble Oil link, then we'll give you back-end money. So there's all types of ways to get paid besides ad revenue. Because, see, right now, the only people that are in our DMs are people that obviously haven't watched anything, just saw some numbers, and were like, oh, like, you two should uh, help us sell this lingerie. I was like, I don't don't, don't know if this will be a good fit. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I'll get this. Or, you know, just scammers. Like, I mean, I'm going to take this moment out now. Day traders, we're good. Like, I I don't know what to tell you. Like, Bitcoiners... Day traders, <laughs> dodge coiners, I get it. More power to you. Uh, yeah, we're good. We're not. We're not. We're not gonna do it. <laughs> That's about I'm it. I'm good. But you do get like those those companies that initially. I mean, I, I figure the same thing kind of happened with you, where it's initially it's like you get companies that are just like, hey, I see some numbers, so I'm just gonna reach out. You know, what I mean, just throw right. stuff at you. Uh, <laughs> When did you start to see, I guess, at what point during that, you know, since you started the process where you started to see like, oh, this is starting to get legitimate? Um, October or November last year, 2020. Okay. Because when I started, uh, I started in 2019, but it wasn't taking off. It was just, it was just like I was bumping my head. But then when the pandemic hit, that was, you know, you know, of course, it's COVID. It's not the best thing to happen to us. But for content creators, it was the best thing to happen to me. Because mm-hmm. that's when the numbers started rising. And I started seeing, okay, this is this is what you do. I started doing everything right. And this, with the people reaching out, I would say October, November 2020. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I guess the other thing, too, is since you always do, and a lot of your posts are this style beat or uh you know mimic like you were saying like a dom kennedy beat or something like that is it your goal to ever go into production like yeah that's a dom kennedy beat and this is a hollywood flaw style beat or do you just like showing people how to create these different types of sounds the goal is to get a signature sound because once you get a signature sound you know you've made it like everyone knows the uh, the Little John sound. Everybody knows the Swiss beat sound. For real. Yeah. For real. You yeah. know the Timberland yeah. drums. Um, you Dr. know Dre. Dr. Dre. Exactly. So, of course, that's the goal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to push back on you. Everybody doesn't know the Swiss beat sound. Uh, Swiss beat just talks on his beats. Like, now we know. <laughs> you don't know. I'll tell you right now. You know no, the Swiss no. beat sound. You know, no, no, no. Early, you know early Swiss beat sounds. The Swiss beats has like a whistle? Different a whistle? It's a two four time. Hey, hey, yeah, you hey, know, you know, hey, hey, right. like this. Hey, <laughs> hey, you see his dance, right? That's the way he moved. That's why his his, his beat sounds sound like that. The sounds are kind of thin. Tugboats. The who? Tugboat. <laughs> like that's all I'm saying. Swiss beats makes a whole lot of different. The more popular stuff I get is catching out, but but Swiss throws a lot out. Like I'm a I'm a big RZA fan. I'm a huge RZA fan. Okay. Like, I'm a huge like I I own the Grave Diggers album like oh, I'm yeah, that really resident. It's just wow. me and his grandma like that's it you like we don't want people to want that. Uh, Reza has made some truly incredible beats like that are like you know that define hip hop, and Reza has also done some stuff <laughs> like like I'm like that. 
What you meant the Bobby Digital album? Uh, the Bobby Digital album when when and two. If you did you watch the Hulu Wu Tang show? I didn't get to watch it. No, I didn't watch uh, it. Uh, there, there, there's a scene where he gets mad and he goes out into a hallway and he starts banging a pipe on another pipe, and somehow he starts making a beat, and then that's what he ends up recording. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I was like, yeah. That was on that Grave Diggers album. <laughs> so, hey, I'm going to tell you right now. like That shouldn't have been put out. There were points where, like, when Ghostface and them were like, hey, no, we don't want Reza producing, like, everything. I was like, no, 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 I get it. I get it. I definitely get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that brings us full circle to, like, like how Bruce just said, yeah, I should have sold that beat. But, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you. God knows, hey, you. God knows my heart. I shouldn't have sold that beat. <laughs> there, 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 and, and there's gonna be an Idaho rapper that pops out and gets popular. On some yeah. people are gonna be like, "What is that?" Orangutan All it takes is a, a little changeover, and then I, you know, let that beat pop up on TikTok and get number one. Look, Hollywood gonna go Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing sunshades inside the building. Yes. So look, now, I mean, speaking of like, have you moved to any other? Uh, distribution platforms like have you okay, have so, you dabbled into tiktoks and right. uh other i don't know any other uh beat ones or anything like that so what i what i do now is um since you get paid off of streaming anytime i upload a beat to beat stars if it's really good or the ones that i you know really think i like and you know our generation whether it's sample or it just sounds good i go through uh distro kid and DistroKid is my distribution for independent artists where you upload and it goes straight to Spotify, Twitch, um, uh, TikTok, th uh, Triller, and all of that. And they pay you. So, I mean, of course it didn't a lot, but you know, they pay you. So I upload my beat tapes and my beat instrumentals through DistroKid and then DistroKid sends it out to YouTube, TikTok, and other platforms so I can get paid if it does go viral. Oh, okay, okay. I guess that's kind of like, because we use Anchor. Yeah, yeah. Anchor is just like Anchor they have puts us on all our stuff. For they have um, United Masters, Anchor, uh, DistroKid. I just use DistroKid. It's it's no difference. They all do the same job. I'm just fond of DistroKid because that's the one I've been on the longest. Ah, yeah. So, but you, I mean, I, and I'm I'm gonna tell rappers this: rappers, not just producers, rappers, upload your songs. You should be making a song a week, and you should upload it to Spotify, just like Russ did because you get paid off of that. You know, whether it's 300 streams or 3 million streams, you're getting paid. You want this money, it's, it's just free money. And if you put, if you don't, if it's sitting on, on your computer hard drive, you can't get paid. Yeah, yeah. So And, and you know, Russ talks about that a lot, because I mean, it's it's not that, and I'm one of those people, I think I think Russ is real talented. Like I know people- No, 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 I would say- when, I think Russ is great. I think Russ is talented too. When when I was shout out to two dope boys because when I was when I was rapping and I was and I and I was doing trying to do um a, a a song every two weeks I used to see Russ and Russ was what motivated me and this was like 2012 I want to say he used to he was cussing out two dope boys and he was like man y'all better post me and he was using that tactic and then he showed and proved so I was there I would say I was. I want, I want neck and neck, but neck and neck with Russ. He would post something that would motivate me to post something to get on Two Dope Boys. He just outworked me and everybody else, and he got there. But shout out to Russ. I was there from the beginning. He's not he's not an industry plan. I remember seeing him on Two Dope Boys when I was on Two Dope Boys a long time ago. And, and that's one of my biggest things, too. Like, I'm like, he's definitely put in the work. And, you know, 
It takes a lot for me to big up non-melanated rappers. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean, he's just one of those people where I was like, like he put there. I think he also shows that dividing line and that 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 changeover point between there's gonna come a point where you're just releasing content just to release content, mm-hmm. almost like it's that's the practice, and then there's a flip where it's like. All right, all uh, the the by and large, the majority of my content is going to be quality at this point because I've put in so much work releasing all this stuff, and I've learned from that. Right, it, and with the, the algorithm, think of Instagram. The more you post, or if you let's say you do three posts a day, morning, noon, and night, and you separate them, then more people. Your obviously your reach is going to grow. Well, same with YouTube. Same with any other thing. When you're not known, you have to put out work and then you can start doing the quality over quantity. But you have people have to know you. This this is the generation where J. Cole just dropped a song and no one's talking about it on Sunday. He just dropped the song Thursday. You are right. You are right. Because I didn't know if he dropped a song or or the album. Yeah, yeah, the interlude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Thursday. It's Tuesday. That was Thursday. You know what what was wild though? Because. He dropped it on yeah, Thursday, and somebody had retweeted. It's a it's a popular tweet, but it was a, this girl that was like, "Hey man, it's Friday. I ain't trying to hear no J Cole." And that's <laughs> yeah, the know. first one I saw. Like when J Cole drops, I either looked at her or uh, uh, I forget the dude, the 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 young Bernie Mac dude. Who's that dude? The oh, young- RDC World One. Oh, RDC World. They're just like a comedy troupe. But they have that whole bit about because they're really big fans of J. Cole. So I always look at them and see whether they're going to post something funny or not. And but yeah, yeah, you're right. Two days later, we're not listening to that song right. until the album comes back. So algorithms, the algorithm, yeah. man, you got to play the hand. Like, man, I, I reach out to people on Twitter. I have a, and I, and I let people know this. I have a, a, a standard little description i'll hop in your dms on twitter hey how you doing i don't know if you're working on an album or not but you can check out some beats i have some some discounts for you let me know what style we can work on a deal and i'll just do that cold blindly to people and out of every 100 i do i'll get you know 10 back and you know those are potential customers you have to work for yourself you can't be lazy you gotta you gotta do something yeah you know bring some attention to yourself that's why i do a beat a day so i'm like okay i'm gonna be freshly motivated to do it i love doing it and it, this beat could be the one that gets me out of my situation not that i'm in a bad situation just this can be the beat that gets me hollywood to hollywood this is you like know, the beat you saw last night like the beat i, I man i pray that tech nine get the feature on that i pray <laughs> i pray <laughs> that uh insane clown posse. album you don't you even know, know it i want insane clown posse on it that's who i want on it I want Yellow Wolf to spit uh, a Hyper 32 on there. I like the Yellow Wolf. E.D. E.D. Yeah. Like. Yes, yeah. yeah. We just stop liking thing. it when, when, when Royce called him out. The whole nigger thing, bro. No, I'm <laughs> before that. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, went to, I went to his concert. That was one of the greatest concerts I ever. I was a Yellow Wolf fan. Because he was not getting the rail. He was competing <laughs> with uh, MGK. He was. Yeah. He was. And I'm not going to lie to you. I never would have thought, oh, in 10 years, we're going to be talking about MGK still and not Yellow Wolf. And not Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf has a song with my particular favorite rapper, Slim Thug, 
I run yep, the streets all night and day. Produced by Jim Johnson. Yep. Yes. Now, granted, they didn't make that song together. Young no, 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 was no. nobody, and he was yeah. with Jim Johnson. But still, going back to what we talked about, we're producing. You see, a producer has an unknown person on there, and boom, it becomes a hit. Damn. Becomes a hit. That's we, and that's the whole. That's the whole message that I want to get out. Like I talk to kids. And they say, man, I want to, I want to rap. I say, are you putting out a song every day? Well, I, okay, you're in a school with thousands of kids. Mm-hmm. This is, you can't get any better than that. And you, you, so you have the fan base. Put out a song at least a day, or every day, or a week. That's how you get better, and that's how you put out. That's how you get that viral moment. That's good. And that's the other thing, helping you know, talking to younger people too, where you're, where you talk about things like uh, your, your follower count and your fan base is built in early on. It's kind of like, like our cousin used to tell us, like when you're younger, everybody's your friend. When you are in elementary, middle school and high school, you can amass a lot of friends very quickly. College too. You know, once you get out of that, trying to connect to people starts to become increasingly difficult. Cause I was like, I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, and it happens to us. Uh, dudes are asked to follow me on, like, "Hey, man, what's your Instagram?" I'm like, "Like, who are you? Like, <laughs> like, like, leave me alone. I'm 40. Like, you know that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> that's literally what I be thinking in my head. Like, what are we in eighth grade? And I and we're supposed to be doing this. But when you're younger, it's like, man, you know, there are kids of forty thousand. Everybody follow everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you drop a song, everybody gonna share it. Even if it's bad, they gonna share it. Like, man, look at this fool. Well, they don't know that you're getting paid behind the scenes because you running up my, my streams. I don't care if you talk about me. But the kids these days, they're kind of, you know, they don't have that exterior skin where they can take someone saying it's not good. But they should be enjoying that because things go viral like that in 2021. <laughs> so yeah. you get one of those viral, look at the song with the Mariah Carey song, uh, the, the Shake It Off song. Oh yeah. She that about, went viral overnight. Like, she, about so, the, she about to sue the hell out of them. Yeah, she gonna sue them, but you know, the song yeah. is fire. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to The song you. is fire though. <laughs> so fire. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, yeah, this is, this is kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. And that's the type of thing that you need. And that's the type, that's why I, once again, I. Every day, good or bad, I'm posting on my BeatStars account, on my Track Train account. Um, I got to get better on my Instagram, but on my YouTube and my BeatStars, I'm posting every day. I'm and I'm giving out. Also, another thing, you want to reach out to other creators. You might, as a uh, as a podcast yourself, you might want to go to another podcast. And say, hey, we like your podcast. We should do a dual podcast. You know, you know, never know what happens. And I do that all the time. People ask for collabs with me. Hey, you have any loops? I'll send over a loop and the loop is like um, everything but the drums. So I'll send over a loop. I make like a trap loop for a uh, Gucci man and then they'll do the drums and then we've co-done it. We've code, they send it out to their audience. I send it out to mine. Now we've collabed on a, a trap. Now, are you still going by the worst producer of all time? Worst producer of all time, Hollywood Floss. Let me say, welcome back YouTube. It is Hollywood Floss, the worst producer of all time. Back with another video in today's video. We're gonna, you know, it funny, and, and you were is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, because you were telling me somebody was in the comment section like, dog, why do you even call yourself that? Explain to people. I figure if I take that out already, then not only are you um, paying attention to me, it's just another talking point. My whole thing is to to start a discussion on YouTube. I want it to be where we talking on my YouTube channel 
like it's Twitter because that's bringing me more followers and subscribers and YouTube pays attention to that. So it's just another talking point. It's just, I, I was a marketing major. If I, if I say I'm the best producer of all time, no one gonna pay attention, but I flip it and I say, I'm the worst producer of all time. Now you pay, wait a minute, you're not as bad as you said you were, I know. I have to admit, but, that, that makes the most sense because one of my <laughs> favorite mixtapes is when Joe Budden got off of Def Jam and he did all that stuff. It was Moon Music Volume 1, the worst of Joe Budden. And I'll never forget that because I yeah. go, you called it the worst? That is so clever. <laughs> like, like, so so yeah. that's that's why I do it. Like you can already get that out of the way. Oh man, you're trash. Well, I told you from the get-go I was the worst. <laughs> the absolutely, absolutely. Eminem them. And it helps too when you're uh, like you you know, you brought up Joe Budden and we we're talking about we talked about MGK. I mean, there are we're in the times now where you can sell or you can make money and you don't have to be that well known. Like we brought up MGK. MGK is to me not a superstar. He's very well known. But I we might be gone past the days of the superstars. There are no you know what we talked we were just talking about Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey in like 93, 94, 95, 96 was like off the charts. Mariah Carey. Like my video is gonna play on MTV 24-7. And now there's no MTV. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like MGK dropped something and his three hundred thousand fans know it. Know it. Just them. Like that's it, but He's that's all. He, world. That's all he need. That's They're in their own little cult. Like Kid Cudi has a cult. MGK oh, has yeah. a cult, and they just they. It is, he doesn't care about going platinum. It's just those three hundred people, three hundred thousand people, are gonna buy it. They're gonna buy vinyl. They're gonna buy a bracelet. They're gonna come all to right. the concert, <laughs> and he's gonna be able to do that again next year. And I mean, even we're talking about like, I mean, just related to. Travis Travis did, yeah. Travis Scott is on a huge level just coming out of Houston, but even like uh, less, less oh, down man. here. Uh, when that when that store opened, they had a line wrapped around the door, and he drops stuff all the time, and it just is what it is. His fans are going to support. Well, and yeah. Les has even Les is not uh he's not Royce the five nine, but Les is incredible at picking beats. He is incredible. You cannot, even if he's like, man, I can't stand his rapping. I think it's cool to ride to, but his beat picking is incredible. Yeah. Every project, you know, you're going to get a good uh, 10 tracks that you can ride to. Oh, and yeah. that's what you, yeah. that's what you want. Consistent. Yeah, I, 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 that, that, that Les Bumby album, I still am jamming that. And, and I, the, I, beats like, are in, the beats are something you can either get ride to, you can jam to, you can smoke to, you do whatever you want. And that's what people want. People want that feel good music. Even yeah, if like, man, I ain't all right, the rapping is not uh, Rick Ross or whatever, but the beats are good and the beats are the music. And that's what matters. The music feels good. Mm, okay. The vibe. Yeah, the, the vibe. Yeah, that's, that's the perfect word. It's a vibe to it. So you wake up tomorrow and some little Nas X or uh, what's his name? Takashi Six Nine or man, any viral star of mm -hmm. that type has gotten your beat, and all of a sudden it is platinum, platinum, platinum. Like you are really out here making money. What's the first thing you buy him? Man, actually, you know what? Back up on the first thing you buy. Okay. I'm gonna ask that. What's the first thing you are doing when you see the results? Like when you see the numbers coming in. 
I'm, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna take this from your your page. I'm gonna cuss somebody out I don't like. You already know, you already know who I'm talking about. I'm cussing somebody. <laughs> I'm cussing I tell people all the time, right? Yes, Floss and I work together, and I tell people all the time, like I, my students know. I said, dog, if I hit the lottery, y'all are gonna know. Cause one, I'm gonna be up here and I'm gonna make a scene. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make a large scene. I'm not gonna be aggressive. I'm not gonna put my hands on anybody. But I promise you. That's the day you are gonna find out the truth about how I feel about anybody that comes uh, across my path. Ain't gonna love it. I love you. I'm gonna tell you. Like I was like, nah, I love you, man. You're the greatest. If I can't stand you, that's you're the day you're gonna find out. And then I also told them, and then you will never see me again. Like hey, that's it. I'm, I'm telling you. So the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm cussing people out, but then I'm gonna call you. I need a lawyer because I need to get <laughs> I need to get these splits right on this on this record. I can't have them. Because, see, the thing about me, once I become a, a certified millionaire, I'm never going broke again. Yeah. I promise you that. I can't. Yeah. I didn't see too many stories from Hammer to Tyson. I didn't see. Too many Shit. I can't be on that summer jam screen, man. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't do it, man. And the, and the, and the record that, industry. Uh, Toyota is, Center screen. No, sir. <laughs> and the record industry is already built to not pay. I, you and I was talking about uh, that that chameleonaire story where chameleonaire yeah. was basically saying like, "Yo, like I remember the lawyers came to me. At, this is after Riding Dirty. I'm a Grammy mm -hmm. Award winner. I got a hot song. It's selling. My album's selling. And the lawyers are like, "Yeah, you got to pay our fee so we can go get your money." And he's like, "What money?" He's like, "The money that the record company didn't pay you." He's like, "Well, why don't they just pay it to me?" They don't. <laughs> like they're like, "What do you mean they don't?" They just don't. You have to go get the money from them. That and, they yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is wild. Like, that's how you know the record company, like the whole industry was built on the mob. Like, it's, it's, it's entirely built on the mob. The contracts don't make sense, especially in today's day and age. Like, Lil Nas X was in his house. You know what I mean? And now he's, uh, uh, you know... You, you're like, oh, now I got a platinum song, but literally, like, you don't need a record company like that. Nobody's recording on tape. And so, <laughs> and then once I get the million or whatever the case may be, because it's coming, it's going to happen. Uh, I'm, you know, Avery, we can go to WrestleMania. You know, we're going to get those tickets. Right? <laughs> those WrestleMania tickets. I'm going to get the Lambo. Now, I know I'm contradicting myself. I say I ain't going to be MC Hammer, but these are just little things I'm getting yeah. out the way. No, 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 no. You're going to go to WrestleMania. I'm going to get the Lambo. <laughs> don't, don't gloss over first off, the Lamborghini. First off, that's not being buying eight Lambos. Is MC Hammer okay? Yeah. Well, also, also, you know what? I, you know what? I'm one of those people because I know Hammer felt a way after the Jay Z diss. Uh, All right, Hammer's not poor. No, no, <laughs> like, no. Hammer, Hammer is actually really, 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 really rich. So I, I just feel like if I was Hammer, I would, I would still be flossing. He's just not people. famous. Like he's famous too. No, so, he's, he's just like, you know what it is. There's public eye famous, like, it's just like from speaking to people like we talk about, there's yeah. what people say and there's what they do. Right. When I pay attention to how people look at things, they'll be like, like when Diddy wasn't just, during the bad boy era, when it ended and Diddy wasn't just out here, people was like, Diddy fell off, like he, he must be broke. And I was like, 
This nigga has more money than like God. Like, what are we talking? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? He sat down. MC yeah. Hammer is like that's what I mean by like famous. It's just like he's not like where Jay Z goes somewhere and they're like, oh my God, you're Jay Z. I think there are still some parts of the world that MC Hammer could be like, I'm taking this one by myself, guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all I need. I don't even want that. I just want currency money. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Like, and- currency is my blueprint for literally everything. He dresses. We talk, we talk, we talk about this all the time with all currency time. being consistent. Hey, I'm, I'm, I might be at 3 million this year. I might be at 1 million this year, but I'm just going to still True. get my money. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 that's yeah, pretty is. much that's pretty much the goal for everything. And I can still walk through the mall, and people be like, "I would rather be a, a famous person." Where people go, "Is that is that Devon?" Like, I, I would <laughs> rather that. Like, they're like, "I don't know if that's Devon or if that's like a small shack." Like, I'm not exactly sure. Like something something like that along those lines, as opposed to an out of this world superstar where you gotta say fame. Yeah, I don't need I don't need that Jay-Z level. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's crazy. Jay-Z and Beyonce fame where people are like or brunch with Jay-Z. I don't know, I don't need that level. No, people be like, they're so amazing. And and I'm like, what is it? I go, I I, I got in trouble with the beehive on Twitter one day because they were like why would he cheat on, on Beyonce? I go, she's a human. She probably gets annoying. And people go, ha, the, the beehive murdered me. I did not know it was a real thing. I saw, I saw, I watched. I was like, oh, oh, no. I was like, oh, no. But that's the thing, you, 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 the price of fame to where people are like, this person has to be this all the time. I'm like, nigga, I am sure there are days where he is like, oh my God, if this bitch won't shut the fuck up. But he's like, yo. Of course. Of course. I don't, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm pretty sure there's no day ever, <laughs> ever in life. Y'all get on the beehive side and y'all, <laughs> y'all on the bad side of the beehive. Go on. I saw a documentary. Those people are crazy. Like, oh, the people they grabbed on the beehive, I was like, dang. They are all uh, in middle school and high school and early college and have nothing but time on their hands. Like, And if they're older than that, they are really crazy. Like, if you are 40 and you are like, I don't mind you being a fan, but if you're on the internet attacking people at the the big age of 40, oh, I'm not, I don't want to meet you ever. Like, killed Carrie Hilson's career. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was done. Damn, I don't know why she, hey, she shouldn't have said something. She shouldn't, she yeah. should have left it alone. Sometimes you just gotta be, sometimes you just gotta be quiet. You but she went like Jaw Rule though. Like, you know how Jaw Rule was falling off and 50 just toppled him over? Carrie Hilson was <laughs> they they literally they pulled her down. Like, you know how mummies reach out of this out of the ground. Exactly. They, they, Come get well, you. I was like, she had the song, she had a Kanye West and Neo on one song. Knock you back. Yeah. And that's a good song. That's, that's a, a good, good song. song. That's a really good song. Yes. And they, they was get out. They of knocked her. They knocked her down. <laughs> the good, they the good thing her. about it is, if she starts a YouTube tomorrow talking about this, she would blow Maybe up again. She, she would yeah, be full circle, uh, Bruce. Sometimes, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Hilson should start a YouTube. She probably shouldn't because every once in a while, one of her thoughts gets uh, oh yeah viral on <laughs> yeah. Twitter. And I'd be like, duh. What'd she say? What was it? The uh, 5G? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was a big 5G proponent. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, this is a complete side note. What happened to them? What, the 5G towers? No, 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 no. What happened to the 5G conspiracy theorists? I mean, it's they still just, out there. They just disappeared. No, no, no. This is the thing about, we're going to go too far. This is the thing about conspiracies, though. Are they still out there? No, it's still out there, but this is the thing. Like, remember the gay frog thing? And then they were like, no, it changes the sex of the frogs. It's still out there. It's just like, it stops hitting people as much. But like, a I'm lot sorry. of times, I, that's oh, when wait, you wait, find wait. out. I, I'm, I'm sorry. The gay frog thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't heard about that one? No, no. We, I was, oh, I'm okay, yeah. okay. A lot wait. of times, you find out that these conspiracies are based in a lot of truth. And then that's when people just kind of stop talking about it. Because it's like, you're insane. And you're like, well, look, nigga. And they're like, uh, this could be a thing. I don't know about 5G towers. All I'm saying is when it comes to conspiracies, I pray that they're wrong. But I can know. say about 80% of the conspiracies I found out, there's a lot of truth. In it. I can't say that they're right. I'm going to tell people right yeah. now. And I, I'm with you on the truth thing. My whole thing is, and as somebody that works in education, uh, if you don't learn the basis of a lot of stuff, somebody can take a little bit of, like every once in a while, I'll see a meme where I saw a thing on the way the moon affects the tides because like the moon is actually pulling on the earth. Mm -hmm. The, uh, The water on earth is less than the land terms of density so if the moon is pulling the water off the earth you can actually see like on a diagram or things like that i i we've always taught this i learned it in school i teach it now the amount of people that were like die you saw that on my page i've you know, never they, they, they teach you in school oh okay yeah, i was like on my page. so you had okay. and okay. you wrote me a dm like nigga we all learned it oh, okay that's why i was like die if you, and that's the thing, I, I do, my biggest thing, I think the most effective conspiracy theories have that kernel of truth. Because at the heart of a conspiracy theory is just somebody trying to figure out something. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to explain something. However. And and that's 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 a key, that's a good point. That's a good they point. get led astray. You know what I mean? And, and you know, that, that that's like just all flat. Like Kyrie Irving, the earth is flat, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, See, it, and it just the flat just, earth people. And the <laughs> thing is, flat earth ain't a new, it's not a new thing, no. it's always been around. Yeah. But because of, you, because of YouTube and because of stuff, it has definitely been magnified. Okay, because you can watch. I told you that that one year in history when some of my students found that flat earth thing, that watching four hours, a four hour documentary on flat earth shows you have real interest in science to me. Like, I'm like, you have an interest in this. It's just, I wouldn't watch four hours of nothing. Like, I'm like, <laughs> four, you know, I'm like, you watch this whole thing that was like, yo, it was really good. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Wow. We had ours, though. Uh, when we were young, it was, uh, oh, God. When we were younger, it was the whole Illuminati thing. Every, YouTube first came out. YouTube, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. YouTube built itself off Illuminati videos. Off Illuminati. And yeah. they, uh, we have a lot, we have a lot of sacrifice. A lot of conspiracies. The human sacrifice. Little Kim had to have her stomach pumped. There was a lot of random stuff that we just oh, thought. God, that but I, I but believe you. Know, when, when it came, 
I, I just gave up when it was just only black people was the ones sacrificing humans and only black people were. That's when I'm like, you know what? Kanye West, Michael, uh, Michael Shea got a show on uh, HBO Max. It's a sketch, like a like a skit show, and the second episode is about conspiracies because he's like, God, like black people have a belief, and, and you know, I think he he presented it best. It's warranted. Right, it's very difficult, just statistically, for black people to really get ahead in society. So when you see super successful black people, you gotta think, dog, what did they do? And he goes, for black people, we've kind of arrived at two basic points. Either you did a blood sacrifice of your family or you did yep. some gay stuff. Like, that, he goes, there's no in between. He goes, so I know when people see me and he's like, I'm not even that famous. Like, I'm not famous That's at true. all. But people definitely think like, oh, he probably did a little gay stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. that's just Char me. Charlemagne is allegedly did the gay stuff. Yeah. Joe yeah. Budden has blood sacrifices. Yeah. Like, Diddy got all the sacrifices. Jay-Z got all the sacrifices. Because it's easy to look at somebody's history and be like, well, somebody died. Man, we all know people. Yeah. My biggest yeah. thing about it is, like, everybody that got somebody that died. Uh, So what about the people that didn't get famous? <laughs> like... Their family wasn't worth it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Same. It just don't add up. It just don't add up. And that's what gets me. Like it's only black people who do this gay stuff or who do the blood sacrifice. That's they never no hard work. They didn't work hard. They didn't. They not talented. You know what I'm saying? That's like, Cat Williams. He'll tell you. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? There are plenty of people right, that almost got there. Like alligator me, man, Skilo sacrificed his grandma, and he ain't getting no hit after. Wish I, I was wish. taller. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like nah, I, I just don't. I, I don't. I don't believe it. Mm. Also, I don't know. Well, I got We got to ask Jack Freeman because he said the Illuminati contacted him. But I did see that. I did see that in this. Yeah, DM. I, I has the Illuminati contacted you, sir? No, you would know. I'm gonna let you know. You. Hey, <laughs> We're gonna be nobody's contacted me numerous times. I just figured they contacted y'all. No, no, and look, the Illuminati, the only call. people that contact me right now are day traders. And oh. again, Forex, stop like Forex. I gotta take this. That's clip where all too. the wake up now people went. You know, you know who wake up now? They was all waking up and telling you how to get money, <laughs> and then they all disappeared and they started trading. They all went back to sleep. I get, I get. The, the the rappers who say, man, we're gonna blow up together, man. If you just give me this one beat, man, I promise you we're gonna blow up together, man. I, I feel this is a hit, but I, I can't pay for the beat, but we can just, you know, I can promo you. And then you go, look, they got 16 followers. You're like, dude, come on now, man. Yeah. But, blow you, up but, but, but you have leasing options. Exactly. $30. $30, $20. You can you demo can save up your money. It's not a, it's not, if you can't afford it now, that's not a hard sale. <laughs> like that's not, yeah, yeah. I don't know what your budget is, but $5 a month for the next four months, you'll like, be straight. Just you'll work straight. an extra shift. Like work <laughs> one extra shift and get your money up and then just lease out a beat. A beat. Or yeah, ask somebody for twenty dollars instead of asking. Also, I meant I meant to tell y'all, I need that my humble opinion merch. I got a merch store on my site, um, on my beast. Oh yeah, we got. We I need y'all merch. I need a shirt that say my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah, we do need to get into. I need that because you're doing you do drop shipping, right? Yeah. So like 
any logo, this is a logo, Hollywood Floss. That's my Power Ranger logo. I got the Daredevil logo. I just get different um, Marvel comics or whatever the case may be, comic books. And then, oh, so, so yeah, I definitely, uh, yeah, I got to get my bar card together because they yeah, are. I, I, I would definitely wear a My Humble Opinion podcast shirt. No, no, no. I'm saying these people are coming for you, dog. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Bandai ain't like who owns the power. Like I'm like, uh, come on now, did they? Uh, uh, yeah, Bandai is. Bandai's owned by a big conglomerate at this point. Really? Yeah, Bandai. I think Bandai got slaughtered up by the people that own Dragon Ball Z, and they're huge. Well, come and get me, like Jay Z. <laughs> come and at, get me. I would say, at this point, me. I I saw somebody. I don't know who it was. It might have been. Uh, it might have been Ninth Wonder. I don't know who said it. It was a it was a a pretty well known producer that was like, "Hey man, sample whatever and let them sue you." Like, no, no, no. I will say this though. I did a a, a Houston Astros um, logo and it was uh, Hollywood Floss. They came and got me the next day. They, they said, <laughs> "I'm not gonna lie about that one." Houston Astros, whoever does their PR, they came and got me like 16 hours later. Like they were like, "Take this down." Right? Like, they're, they're, they're on it. We can cheat, but you can't. Right? <laughs> wow. Wow. They came, they came and got me literally 16 hours later. I had okay. sold one hat and they said, take this down. <laughs> game recognized game on that one. They was like, nah, we not, uh, we not doing did, that. They got me. I, they Power Rangers, Marvel, they chill. Houston Astros, I love you. Y'all came and got me. Yeah, I do. I did. I forgot about that one. They did come again. Who is the dude on the Astros scouring the internet like this? Is like smoking a cigarette, like, nah, it ain't. It is a team of 18-year-olds. Look, it was, a, <laughs> it was like a Hollywood floss with the same Astro logo, but it was a dad hat. I sold one. I had to refund them the, the next day. And it was like, we can't fulfill your order. The Houston Astros have put in a, a cease and desist. They don't even have the hat. Damn. Dang. I'll be rocking oh. that hat hard. I forgot about that. They came and got me. So shout out to the Astros. They came and got me quickly. Yeah, okay, but everybody okay. else has been pretty cool about it. Beavis and Butthead, I, I did one of those that says like Hollywood Floss Rocks, or um, I still got that one up. They let me make it, so it's just I guess it just depends. Yeah, it just depends on who's gonna come out there and defend themselves. But I think that's why Ninth Wonder, or I might I might be attributed to Ninth Wonder. This is just going in the music end. He was like, man, sample and see what happens. Like at this point now, with the the amount of music that's out there and everything like that, you see what happens. If you get popular enough, you pay them or you give them the song that Juice at least World. got you your notoriety, and then you go forward. Yeah, Juice World. I mean, you know, Juice World, rest in peace. But that song catapulted him to be able to release an album. Yeah, and if he hadn't done that song, I don't think we would have been talking about Juice World. And that's what. And that's it's a it's a you know, it, it's a slippery slope. But at the same time. It puts you in a spotlight where then you can manipulate your situation. Like um, I sell loop kits, I sell drum kits, I sell uh, consultations. So the bigger your name gets, it's more reputable. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I like his loops because he gets placements with other people. So yeah, yeah. Anything is good. I, I let people know, hey, I've worked with Lucky Luciano, I've worked with uh, Swisher House, I've worked with K Reno. Oh, okay, now now I'm validated. Whereas if I say I've worked with uh, Bloody Joe Hound, and they're like, who? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work the same. So you want you that notoriety. 
Is Bloody, <laughs> is Bloody Joe Hound real or is that just a name you made up? No, no, that's a name I made up. Matter of oh, fact, it might be. It might be real. There might be a rapper in Idaho right now. Yeah, that's the dude. Put on that beat. Like he's like, oh, he sees me. Yeah. <laughs> We're about Bloody to blow up. Bloody Joe Hound. The black, the black Ku Klux Klan member. Bloody Joe Hound. That's what that's Wow. Bloody Joe Hound. Did you say oh. the black Ku Klux Klan member? Yeah, the black Ku Klux Klan. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, you were talking about uh, 50 Cent destroying Ja Rule earlier. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, nobody has done more damage to uh, Ja Rule's career than Dave Chappelle. Where's Ja? That's it. <laughs> that man can't. Can you imagine? I don't him? know, man. 50 Cent. I'm telling you right now. Okay, okay. If 50, 50 Cent had a crackhead in the video with a helicopter, and we we loved it. And we then the next month, the next month, Curtis came out and caught that nigga a wankster. Everybody said, yeah, you're right. Like, like, that's what happened. It was, it was literally, I was in college. It was a month. It was one month. I watched, and I know you're getting, I said, this song is terrible. And I watched everybody in Building 4-6 at Prairie View talk about how good that song was. And the next month, they started to do the, uh, was that, Eight Mile fucking movie shit. And they had, uh, oh, we got the first song on the Eight Mile, or the second song on the Eight Mile soundtrack. And it was Wangston. And it was like, the picture, the doll of Ja Rule with the guitar, that was the same guitar in the video. You knew who he was talking about. And I literally saw everyone change. Rap fans are fickle. And okay. that's the you're day right, that I'm right, right. right. That's right. You're right. I'll give you that. Yeah. You're right. 50 it's Cent changed. is definitely. Uh, okay. Well, if 50 Cent put the nail in Ja Rule's coffin and buried him, Dave Chappelle pissed on his grave. He I gave the last like, rights. He, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. He definitely. Just, he got he pissed on his grave after Ja Rule can't even tweet out anything without a rant mm-hmm. anybody. Grandmothers, random white kids from Calabasas, like anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a kid in Puerto Rico that right now. Easy. Ja Rule tweets and it's like, oh, I don't know nobody want to hear from you, Ja Rule. Like yeah. that, that at any time. So yeah. But I mean, I mean, Fire Festival didn't help either. He buried himself. I'm about to him. say, yeah. <laughs> he has not made the best career choices. <laughs> He has not made the best career choices. Oh, I know where the turning point was. It was, was the Ja Rule and Ashanti video where they dressed like they were in Greece. And Ooh. I, I, I like that song. I, I, it was a good song. No, 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 no. It was a good song, but I know Irv Gotti, that was his idea. And I know Ja was like, I don't think this is a good idea. And Irv was like, nah, we should do this. And he's like, I still don't think it's a good idea. They both thought of that idea. They both thought of that idea? I was, look, this is, that was, I was in college. I watched, there's a behind the scenes that came out on BET and both of them talk about that idea. Watching, (laughs) watching, look, watching the, I love the draw rule. Watching 50 Cent, because I saw 50 Cent from day, I can't say day one, but watching 50 Cent come up and then get shot and me going, that's fucked up. And then seeing him come back was like, nigga, do y'all know what's gonna happen? That was the most amazing thing real yeah, time ever. True. So I never, cause you know why? That was the last, and I hate to say it, cause I, I, I am 31 right now. That was the <laughs> last time as a child 
when you have no responsibilities and you care about music and that's it. That was my last year of just being like, yo, like I really like care about listening. And then I started to make music. So at that point, that was that pivotal year. I'll never forget anything from 03. Nelly, Tip Drill, all of that. It was amazing. Oh, blah, blah, blah. The credit card down. Mm-hmm. The, yep, yep. Oh. I was, in, I was in my freshman year of college. It was the greatest thing my, ever. My last pivotal year was probably Cool Modi's second album. Like, God damn, Divine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, lying. you're I'm not lying. that old, nigga. I'm lying. No, I'm lying. You, I'm lying. you put I'm me lying. on, Wu-Tang. I don't know what my last pivotal year was. I do know, and I feel like, yo, and then, before we even get out of here, because I always think about this, because we can only do this with us. When did you stop buying music and start stealing it off the internet? Like, what's the last <laughs> album that you bought? I remember very clearly the last album I bought was Commons Like Water for Chocolate. And I remember looking at it, and I was like, this is the last CD I'm ever going to buy. And it was. Yo, it was the okay. last CD I bought. I got I got two answers. It's two answers, because we're going to let our guests go last. It was Ghostface... Uh, Pretty Tony LP, and so, then you, Devon, my brother, started stealing music, and he wouldn't steal like everything. I wasn't able to get to him all the time. So then the last CD, there was a break in between where I, he was stealing, but the last CD period that I purchased was Pharaoh Munch. I can't remember the title. It wasn't the one we get the fuck up. It was the one after that. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was like freedom or some shit. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I'm thinking, see, because I used to, that was my that was my college hustle. Allegedly. That was my college hustle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 Allegedly. The statute of limitations is over on that, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was already, and then we used to DJ. So, okay. So, graduate, what was that? Late registration? Is that late registration? Then was that the last CD I bought? Late registration. Late registration. Oh, I, I stole that. <laughs> I stole that. I had the bootleg, but I still, I think I still bought that one. Late registration or uh, Purple Haze? It might have been Purple Haze. Damn, oh, that was 04. Yeah, that 04. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because late registration was 05. Yeah, so it might have been Purple Haze or late registration. One of those two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So end. it could have been either one, because yeah, late, uh, Purple Haze was like late 04, so. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I, 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 I was like, I saw that video, I had to go get the CD. I was like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, see, the internet ruined me. I was like, nah, man, it's too... It was the internet coupled with uh, Apple releasing that uh, huge iPod. I was like, dog, I ain't <laughs> never going to be able Change to do this stuff legally. Steve Jobs know my heart. Like, you know, you know, you know yeah. damn well when you gave me this, I couldn't pay for this. Like, this thing costs $300 and it's going to cost me like $80,000 to fill up. You know I'm about to steal. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. That's like selling me a car and you're like, here's the car for $20,000, but it's going to cost you half a mil to fill it up. You know I'm about to steal. <laughs> you know what I'm about to do. Devon stole everything to the point where We've had the same music program since then. So I loaded all the music on there. So when people were like, reasonable doubt is not on no streaming except for title. I was like, it is? When 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 they said Aaliyah's catalog has never been released, I was like, what are you talking about? I have all of it. Devon has given me so much 
that even on bringing it back to Ja Rule, uh, <laughs> he gave me Ja Rule's first album before it came out. And there are songs, there's a song with Case on it that the original version has R. Kelly on it. There's so many songs. He gave me, Devon gave me the version of uh, the first version of um, Ah, God, the Shine song Bad Boys without Barrington Levy on it. Levy. Says, what type of nigga leaves you dead in the street? Bad boy. Like, he gave me all yeah. them songs. Yeah. But see, that's what that's what it was a that's what it was originally for. It was it was to get unreleased concerts, unreleased freestyles from Eminem. We just took it to the next level. Oh, we did. Oh we, yeah. It was supposed to get we, we were only supposed to get the B-sides and rare footage from Napster. We took it and got the whole yeah. thing from them. So I, I, knew, think, I knew it got out of hand when I had Machiavelli like one through 18. <laughs> and I was like, dog. Like, I have so many Machiavelli albums, and I was like, dog, it doesn't make any sense how much. So when, when they started re releasing all those posthumous Tupac albums, I heard all them songs. Yeah, I was interviewing a rapper one time that had a Tupac verse. And we were talking because he's like, dog, ain't nobody heard this Tupac verse. And I said it. Like, I was like, dog, I heard this verse. <laughs> it's out there. Like, you, you got to get on Kazaa. Like, I know you out in the streets, but I'm out in these internet streets. I'm in these internet streets. That's what it was originally for. But, yeah. you know, of course... We got the we got we started they start uploading the professional stuff. It was just for the the outtakes. I don't know what happened after that. We got I mean I got smart to it when uh we had high speed internet and remember when everybody had a YouTube I mean not YouTube an internet page for no matter what like you did something and then it'd be www.yournamehere.com and I remember Joe Budden's first album because I'm a part of the reason why his career failed. Uh, <laughs> he put his album out. Go to www.joebutton.com. I read the track listing, went, downloaded each and every single one of those tracks, went to Dulles the next day, push a man. Five dollars a Allegedly. This is a Allegedly. story yeah. that I'm telling that could have happened. Man, shout out to Boxton. Shout out to Nike Talk. Man, that's that is that is what grew me up on the music, man. Shout out, shout out all of those sites, man. Yeah. Cause I'm about to say, I mean, I know people would be like, yo, streaming, man, streaming is what got me back into legally purchasing music. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to help oh my, my God, I'm never but, buying it. But the bad part about it is when you could steal, rather, you would get those exclusives, but now you can't find them. Like even on YouTube, like, uh, what is it? Um, Kanye West spread your wings. I took that off the internet. Um, uh, the uh, Kanye West, Pharrell, and um, Lupe Fiasco, Child, Child Ripper Soldiers. Not not us placers. Don't Stop, you cannot find that. Yeah. I have Don't Stop. I look for Don't Stop. In fact, it's one of my dating things. I play Don't Stop and girls go, "What? where did you get this song? Because I've never heard it. And that came out on Good Friday. You can't find it nowhere. Because, uh, and, and that's one of those other things since we're talking about YouTube and streaming and things like that. When you sign up for Spotify and Apple Music and Google Music and all of these things, you are signing up essentially for a lease. You yeah. don't own any of this stuff. It's not uh, yeah, same thing with movies. All this stuff. They can take it down whenever. You know, and I, and I feel like everybody's experienced this. You'll think of a song and you'll go to it and they'll say like, oh, not available in your country. 
not available in your region mm -hmm. or something like that. And it might be down for like a couple of days and then it'll be back up. A lot of times they're going through negotiations. Record companies can take songs down whenever our samples don't yeah, get cleared. I tell people all the time, uh, uh, and probably because I might be the only one, Memphis Bleak and Beanie Siegel got a song on Memphis Bleak's second album, What You Saying, that does a remix of an old song. They just took it down. You go to the album, it's the words are there, but they're like, oh, you can't listen to this. Because it was... That's I remember that song. Yeah, it's not up. You got to go find it on a YouTube, and if if you, if YouTube gets alerted to it, they'll take it down for copyright. No, no, number one, I've never went back to a Memphis Blink album ever, so I commend you. Hot. Five three four, five three four, five three four is the best whoa, whoa. Memphis Blink album. Whoa. But even then, I've heard round hey, here. Memphis time is coming. He's one hit away. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. He's one hit away. One You're not going to listen to Jay-Z. He's one But you know who else is one hit away? Literally away. everyone. So <laughs> that's the that's thing. Yeah. <laughs> Little Nas X was one hit away. He got his one hit. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. And that's the great thing about today's time. Everybody is literally, I don't put anything past anybody. Anybody can come out with a hit. You can begin. Ja Rule could come out with a hit tomorrow. And then he'll be right back on. And that would be the perfect time because people make fun of 50 Cent for his rapping ability now. Yeah, like, that would be the perfect time for Ja to come out and be like, yo, bars. I can still rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to talk about 50 Cent because he's a Houstonian now and we all rep him. Kinda I thought weird. the memes of 50 being in everywhere were hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Full circle. 50 in front of Frenchies. I was like, y'all, y'all got to stop. Say not the Frenchies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, fifty being in Caros, <laughs> in Caros, packed. Fifty, 50 everywhere is hilarious. All right, Floss. Before we get out of here, tell people where they can find you, and uh, I mean merch and everything. Hollywoodfloss.beatstars.com is my own little website. You can get everything from me, from beats to consultations to merchandise, and yeah. on Instagram, hwfloss. That's Instagram and Twitter. On YouTube, Hollywood Floss with the number one, or just search Hollywood Floss. That's how you can reach me. And and this is just a quick side note. If you search uh, just regular Hollywood Floss, you can see all his old videos, like with kids great and stuff like that. Hey, so there, there you go. It's all there. still there. And and, and and at the top, the logo thing is still there to go to his BeatStars page. I like that you you know you still got it all. You still got it all together. You got it all arranged. Yeah, that just go to if you need a beat. Let me know. I'm trying to get it so that uh, when we get big enough that we can reach back, get some kids, learn how to make some beats early on. See, see where we can find a, a new Swiss in the crowd. <laughs> that's what I want. That's my that's my lifelong goal to find that new like Swiss. The new Swiss beat. All you gotta do just go to any daycare and <laughs> don't do find Swiss. The most kid, rambunctious kid. Find there. the kid. Bang don't do Swiss like pots. that. Find the kid banging on some pot. I want those people. Hey man, when when Swiss hits, he hits. Yeah. But when he doesn't. Hey, the one on the Drake album. The first Drake album. Oh, you uh, fancy, huh? Fancy. Oh, you fancy, yeah. huh? And it's Swiss. Yeah. It's Swiss. Yeah. Oh, and he sold that beat by dancing. Because I know he did <laughs> that whole time to Drake. Like Still, this is not Swiss, but still, there's one session. I, Devon knows this. 
if I had a time machine, I could go back to one music session, one recording session. Where are you going? It would be dirt off your shoulders. I would take oh. a, a, a pail of water and throw it over the SSL board and leave. You that don't like that beat. I, I, I've heard you. You don't like that beat. That song is terrible. <laughs> that beat is terrible. That do, 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 it's the bounce, that, man. That that is a terrible. Wow, that's a beat where I know he goes. I should have sold that beat, y'all. I should have sold that beat. Let me let me before we before we get out of here. Who's your who's your your maybe your top two beat pickers of all time? Top two beat pickers of all time. Oh, beat yeah. pickers. Yeah. Rick Ross. Ooh, 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 wait, wait, and... wait, wait, wait. Let's do top two best pick beat pickers and top two worst. Go ahead. Okay. Rick Ross. Okay, Rick Ross. Look, I can just do one or the other. Rick Ross and Nas. Yes, Nas picks bad beats. It's not a myth, nigga. <laughs> Come and get me. Uh, what's the one that had that? Uh, shoot him up. Hey, shoot yeah, him yeah. Up. All of Nostradamus. Okay. Half of uh half of it was written had bad beats. Is it was is it was written a good album? Yes, yes. You wrote around those beats, but it's like Belly. I like the movie Belly. Is it a good movie? No. Do I like it? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. what it was written was. So wait, wait. So Rick Ross and who else? For Rick the Ross picks the best beats. Okay. Nas picks the worst beats. Okay, I got you. I can't think of anybody. I got two on mine. I got uh for best beat pickers. Rick Ross definitely picks the best. Yes. I, I feel like that's across Bar the board. none. Uh uh Fat Joe. Ooh. Fat Joe, you right. Pick some incredible beats. That's I a good one. For worst. For worst. Agreed. Nas and and not too distant Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy. And it's not for because oh, you ooh, are you have one. great you have great rapping ability, but not only does Cassidy pick bad beats, but then when Cassidy tried to showcase his beat making ability, I was like, oh well, you come from an honest place. You are horrible at picking music. We are forgetting Joe Budden. Oh yes, Joe Budden is pissed. Was it what, was it the actual beats or the mixing of the beats? It's okay, the, you're right. The Joe mixing is, is bad. Joe Budden is mixing, and he's from Jersey, so he likes '80s guitar. Like that's yeah. I was gonna pick that up. They like I don't that like the beat to a thousand faces. They love uh like people from Jersey love a Phil Collins sample, like they love it. Like, you know what I'm saying? They want to stand outside in the cold and smoke a cigarette, talking about they can feel it in the air or they can feel it coming. Like that's what they like. So <laughs> I'm not gonna knock him necessarily for that. I'm gonna go. I said you. I mean, everybody, Rick Ross, but you took my Fat Joe. That was my sleeper. So I'm gonna go with the game. I love the game. The yeah. game does. He picks great beats, and of the course, the game would be such an incredible artist if he just be quiet. Wait, how are we forgetting to fucking Freddie Gibbs? Oh, well, because you gotta go. Because Freddie has two careers. He has his first yeah. half and yeah. a second half. The second still, half. Okay, ESGN. Is one of my favorite albums. We talk, we give him accolades for everything else. He's making ESGN too, nigga. That's for me. Like okay. my favorite, okay. my okay. favorite album from Freddie Gibbs is ESGN. That's not saying I don't like Bandana or, or Cocaine Pinata. No, nigga, I love those albums. But you just like ESGN. But ESGN, yeah. like I'm a Freddie Gibbs. I'm a Day Zero. So that, 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 we got that's we got him on a mixtape. That's we got him on a mixtape when he wasn't even on that piff by chance through our cousin who was going state to state. 
Yeah. So that's okay. the only reason. Like we are day zeros. Okay. I love every. I still think he picks good beats, even at yeah. that point. Yeah. Blah yeah. blah blah. That, so that's so your your, bad guy. Beat your your Rick Ross and Freddie Gibbs. You're also you're saying the game and, and Rick. Rick Ross. So across the board, we're all Rick Ross. Rick Ross is hands oh, yeah. down the best. Hands beat. down. Hands cool. down. Who is your worst though? The worst. Uh, I'm going. I hate to say this because I, I I look up to this person and I admire him. But for the first half of his career, I got a K Reno. I was like, man, come on, K, we got to get you some better beats, man. But but now, now he is immaculate beats. Okay, okay. You got to yeah. practice first. You got to practice it out first. You know yeah. what I mean? But that was what like the next thing too. I can hear you for K Reno's beats in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and it might have been the mixing too. Yeah, yeah. it was because like zero. We, were, we were, okay. Well, you want to go? I'll go cannabis then. That's why like cannabis didn't pick his beats. <laughs> that was Wyclef. Ooh, well, Wyclef, Wyclef chose those beats for Canada, cannabis. Cannabis. Okay, but then when we got to when we got to the next album, 2000 BC, who, cannabis who chose those beats, and that was worse than the first album. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. I've never, I've never seen somebody have really such a trajectory started. like we were waiting for his album to come out and be so disappointed, and then be even more disappointed by the second yeah. album. Yeah. Like, like I was like, God, yeah. And he can still spit to this day. He can still, he still can. Yeah. It was, it was living proof to me that nobody cares that you can spit. I said you can be the greatest rapper on the face. Cannabis has a track on the Lost Boys album called Beast from the East. And oh, I and I'm else. old as hell. I'ma date myself. I wore the tape out listening to that thing over and over again. And I was like, it is impossible for this man to come out with the album and it not be good. He's the greatest rapper on the face of the earth. And then he dropped that album. And I was like, oh uh, my God. And this was yeah. back children when you used to buy an album and mm -hmm. if you bought an album like you if you spent it. your 16 to 20 dollars on an album you lived with that so i don't I care how bad it was because there either you live with it or you convinced a dumber friend to trade with you like yep. somebody that didn't know the word got out real quick about cannabis's album i couldn't get a trade-off yeah. So I jammed that album for at least six months, trying. I tried my hardest. Rap albums is garbage. Get retarded. Oh my god! <laughs> I tried my hardest to get that album going, and I was like, "Yeah, man, it's." Uh, I'm like, "This ain't the same dude from Four Three Two One. This yeah. ain't the same dude from that Lost Boys he album." It. He had that song hey. with those two girls. And he was talking about boy meets girl. Girl really likes it and all that. He had the video. Y'all remember all of this? No. It was bad. Listen, bad. my humble opinion, I need I need y'all to get that merch. And I also need you guys to do, I want you to add to the channel on you just on YouTube album reactions. I need that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta we'll get do that. that. We gotta yeah. get on that and just do shit. Yeah, we said we're gonna do movie reviews and album, album reactions. reactions. That'll be dope. That'll be dope. Album reactions and movie reviews, because I think we got pretty i'm not gonna say good taste we have um we we have some opinions on some yeah movies. we're personalities That's now when you're doing we got, it we got some opinions on some movies and when you're doing it only play like eight seconds of a track because you know you get copyrighted you can't get paid if you get copyrighted. oh wait okay so yeah let's talk about that so eight seconds yeah. that's the number 
Yeah, eight seconds or below, you can still get paid. Like if I like if I do a DJ Khaled album, I would only play eight seconds and say, "Oh, I like the snare or I like the kick," but then I would turn it off because after that, they coming, they coming to get the whole video footage. Real quick, eight seconds as a whole, or can I do like four seconds and then another four seconds later? No, no, no. So for, for for don't for each track, but even even then, that's a little too much. So like for track one that you like, oh, eight seconds and then. Track six, four seconds, you know, something like that. Just spread it out. We get it. See, okay, we okay, we know. The, we need you on this podcast. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I want to see that. I want to see that. That's that's easy money. Reaction videos is the number one thing right now on YouTube. I was trying to get that. I I I mean, nobody's gonna see this. I, I yeah, the women that I be dating, I'll be trying to get let's do reaction videos, that'd be cool. And then I fuck it up by cheating. So I'll be like, damn, <laughs> man. Like, I want to have a reaction thing. I was have a reaction trying to do that for the past year. That is the number one thing on YouTube right now, reaction videos. Let's so. have a reaction style. video to your relationship. That's hilarious. <laughs> and look, this has been another In My Humble Opinion podcast. We want to thank Hollywood Floss for coming by. I like conversations like these because we know him and it's more of a, we talked in the beginning and then we talked. <laughs> so this is we could have kept going but we got to cut it off because you know what people got stuff to do he has stuff to do we got stuff to do it's mother's day me and divine got to go work out we got some stuff coming uh it's going to be a great day for you guys um once again i want to thank you guys like i said for coming out or staying in in my humble opinion it's been avery like a very nice guy that has been jess divine and we've been with hollywood floss humbly yours in my humble opinion, it sounds too sweet. It sounds too sweet. Goodbye.